Hi, I'm Corey Wayne, and today I'm going to introduce you to Estefania, one of the new girls who's joined us. Thank you, Corey, for having me. I'm super excited to start and to get into the new stories that are happening. Cool. So we had an interesting case because obviously we want to talk about news and politics and current events. And there, in the last week or two, there was a story that popped up. This guy named uh, Rogel, is I guess how you pronounce your name, and everybody's kind of up in arms because he got sentenced to it was like 110 years. And so he was a truck driver. I think he was based out of Texas, was it? Correct. So he was driving a truck in Colorado, and his brakes went out. And he, you know, and if you guys have ever been to the mountains, you know that there's these runaway truck ramps. So if the brakes fail on an 18-wheeler, they just drive off to the right. They go up the ramp, which goes uphill. So the idea is that the truck will come safely to a stop. And so this particular guy, he blew by a bunch of those, and I saw a video of another truck driver, I guess it was following him, and he could tell that this guy's brakes had gone out. And you know, you can see on video, he's blowing right past these several of these runaway truck ramps and did nothing. And then I guess he got to the bottom of the hill or the end of the hill, and he crashed into a bunch of people, killed four of them. There was a big, big fire. Correct. And everybody was like, well, it was an accident. And so the... The thing that jumped out and caused everybody to go into orbit was like, this. it was an accident. This guy got sentenced to 110 years. And I was thinking, well, that's kind of weird. 110 years for an accident, something is off. And then so we look into what this guy's story was. There was no alcohol, no drugs. I think he was licensed. But there's some – when you really dig into it, because the way the media has been explaining this to everybody – is that this is just you know a miscarriage of justice? How this is so unfair? How could this poor guy who caused an accident, unfortunately four people die, but why 110 years? And so we've spent several hours, Estefania, myself, Jocelyn, trying to you know figure out what the what the hell actually happened. And so can you tell us a little bit? Just kind of go through the basic details of what what happened with this particular guy. Yes, of course. So. We were tackling this story for a couple of hours. And in the beginning, we didn't find all the information that we needed. So we had to like look at different articles. And it did say that he, Rogel, didn't speak fluent English. And that was the main issue. Because in order to obtain a CDL license, you have to know English, at least understand it and write it. Therefore, like with the ramps, I mean, if you're driving down the highway. You got to be able to read the signs, the streets, the, what do you call it, street signs, the interstate signs that are everywhere. Correct. So if you're going down the, the highway, you have to know what's, what is being, um, being, well, sorry. So when you're going down the highway, you have to look at the signs and he didn't do that. Obviously, if he didn't know the language, it's going to be difficult for him. And if you're passing several like ramps, it's an issue because you are endangering a lot of people if you don't know the language. So that was what so was happening. So the idea happening. is he drove right by these runaway truck ramps, and the reason everybody assumed that he didn't pull over is because he couldn't read the signs. Correct. That's what they were saying. It's they were they showed the exact violation stated: a driver cannot read or speak the English language sufficiently to respond to official inquiries. And two, driver must be able to understand highway traffic signs and signals in the English language. 
So this was the exact violation stated um, last uh, 2019. And I mean, he broke the federal law. So that's what we were looking into. And it's a big deal because, I mean, knowing the language in a country that's all about English, it's important. And like I said before, he was endangering people. So I think that was what the judge and the jury was looking into. It was more because... So at the end of the day, he should not... Because the other thing that we were looking into is we were looking at like, well, how does he get a CDL license? Because you have a a part that's a written exam, which apparently, according to Texas law, we found out that you can take it online, right? Correct. Online. And that so was this part. guy all throughout his trial, he's speaking through an interpreter because obviously he doesn't, he can't speak English or read or write it. But yet somehow he was able to pass his CDL test. And if he can't read, write, or speak English, how is he passing his CDL test. And we couldn't find anywhere, but I mean, common sense would say, obviously, he probably didn't take the test. And maybe somebody took it for him. That can and be. Because so, that, that's the only logical conclusion that you can draw. If the guy can't read, write, speak English, his attorneys, everybody in court that's dealing with him, he's got an interpreter because he still, even to this day, doesn't understand English. And so, therefore, if he somehow passes the written exam, which is in English, but yet he can't read or write or speak English, then we have to assume he didn't actually take the test. And I think that was probably, you know, after at the scene of the accident when the police were trying to interview this guy, he's driving this big 18-wheeler that just caused an accident and four people died in the accident, and yet he can't even converse with the police or the EMS people because he didn't speak the language. And then so, because the thing was just so shocking for everybody, is like, how does this guy get 110 years? And so if you look, can you go back up to where the statute is, that last little blurb where um, they were talking about it? Oh, the last blurb. Here? Yeah. So the federal law states that a motor carrier shall not require or permit a person to drive a motor vehicle Unless that person can read read and speak English language sufficiently to converse with the general public, to understand highway traffic signs and signals in the English language, to respond to official inquiries, and to make entries on reports and records. So if this guy is driving an 18-wheeler and he can't speak English, he's committing a felony. He should never have been on the road in the first place. You say, well, yeah, it was an accident. He didn't mean to do this. But at the end of the day, he's driving and he's not legally qualified to drive. Yeah, he's got a CDL license, but we have to assume that probably he didn't take the test because it's just impossible for him to pass the test if he can't speak, read, and write the language. And so therefore mm-hmm. – his CDL license, I would assume, I don't know if it came out in the trial or not, it has to be a fraudulent license then. Maybe he was able to drive the truck, but if he can't read the signs, and then he's in another state, which is not where he was originally licensed at, which is nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. but he drives by all these these ramps to where, yeah, I mean, I've been there every time I've gone skiing, you see these all over the place in the mountains. I, when I, I remember when I first saw it, when 
I started skiing when I was in my 20s. I was like, that's actually a pretty clever idea. This dude's blowing past all of them because you know, he could have easily pulled over and would have come to a nice halt and nothing would ever happen. But bottom line is this guy was on the road. He's breaking the law and he got four people killed. And so when you understand that, then it kind of makes sense because even the, I think the judge remarked that um, he felt like he had to give him this sentence because that's what the statute sad. called for. Which is sad, unfortunately. And going back into the CDL license, I mean, before taking the exam, you definitely have to study. So beforehand, I, you know, one would think he studied the signs and studied emergency tricks before going on the road and also before taking the exam. Because in the exam, they say this simple stuff probably from a handbook. So, I mean, yes, he missed it. You know, he didn't know the English language, but also previously you're supposed to learn about the road and the signs. And That's if what we're the talk- law calls for. So he's Correct. not in compliance with the law. No. So like going into that, it might be fraud, like how he got the, the license. And going back, I haven't heard anything from the court. This was not brought up. I don't know why. But if it was brought up, it would be a bad it would be bad for him because it's worse and probably be more years. Yeah, because if he spoke English, fine. And it was just, you know, maybe you could sit, you could make the argument that he he freaked out because people are in a, when they're in a, a stressed state, mm-hmm. you'd say, why would he just keep driving by these things? You'd say, oh, okay, we, he's stressed out. You know, he, he just froze. That's fine. But when he doesn't speak English and he's on the road, he shouldn't have been there in the first place. The very fact yeah. that he got in that truck was he was endangering the lives of everybody on the road. And because he was breaking the law, he got four people killed because he was not in compliance. And the crazy part is this crash caused a fire and an explosion. So it was worse. It was like a massive crash. Like it could have killed other people, if anything. Thank God it was only four, even though it shouldn't be any like dead at that time. Yeah, it should have been zero. It should have been zero. should have been driving. But he also goes back into the company he was working for. Because like the company Yeah, people are trying to blame that. Well, it's the company's fault because they hired him. But the company's not driving the truck. He's driving the truck. And That's he's correct. violating the law. He knows he's violating the law. And I, I would think the only thing you really do with the company is that, I mean, I guess it's a civil matter at that point. Is that right? Yeah. We just check with the resident attorney. That's true. But see, the thing is with this, the company that's based on Houston, Texas, it only employs like certain truckers, right? And on top of that, they did have... Yeah, I think have... they had five trucks total. So Correct. it's like a little small truck and they had a ton of violations. Correct. So probably they're not doing real well financially and so they probably don't pay a lot. And so the reason they hired this guy is because he was willing to work for what they could afford to pay him. Correct. And they were willing to take the risk. And you could say the, co- the company, I, w- I would think that... But at the end of the day, if the people do sue the company, they're going to go after the insurance company because more than likely the owners of the business... Even though you can sue them personally, and they usually do, they don't. They probably don't have deep pockets. So even if you get a judgment against them, you can still get the judgment wiped out in a in a bankruptcy. So there's really no recourse for people to go after the company unless they have a substantial insurance policy. That is true. Because people were making the argument, well, it was the company that did it, and the owners of the company should be held accountable because they hired this guy, they gave him the truck to drive. But at the end of the day. Well, hell, was, he was the one driving the truck. And the crazy part, he was only 23. At the time, he was 23 years old. And he's old. got a young wife and, and kid, and child. right? 
So, I mean, he's a Cuban immigrant coming here to the U.S. for a better life, obviously to give the, his wife and his child a better life. And this happened to him. It's unfortunate that this happened to him. But if like, we go back to it, you did break federal law. You didn't know the English language. And it states there in the violations and in the federal law that you must know and speak it. And in the past, I've seen different articles. And you can see Rohel sitting down. And he has like this little earpiece. So he can understand in his language, obviously in Spanish, what the judge and what the jury is talking about. So definitely him not knowing the English language was big because he it looked like he didn't understand at all. Yeah, what's interesting is because a common debate in our culture is that, hey, if you come here from another country, you should learn the language. And people on the left tend to say, oh, well, that's racist and you can't expect people to come over here and learn the language. They should be able to, you know, because I remember, I don't know how long, it was 10, 20 years ago, there was a, 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 a law they were trying to pass in the state of Florida make, to make English the official language of the state. And, of course, people on the left say, oh, it's racist. You can't do that. It discriminates. But in this particular case, federal law says if you're going to be on our roads, Correct. which all the signs are in English, you have to be able to read, write, and speak English. And that's just a harsh reality. Those are the facts. The guy couldn't read, write, and speak English, and he got four people killed. And um, I think it was <clears> – <throat> I think it was definitely <clears throat> – sorry – so among the four people that died, all of them were male, and there was definitely a young person and three elder. So it's been tough for the families, looking at different articles, how the widow wives feel about the situation. They're devastated. And, um, and so there was terrible. also like a, a petition that got like over a million signatures. Cause yeah, almost five The million. thing that's crazy is like when you go on go and read all these different articles on the internet and these different news articles, they all focus on this, you know, poor guy, he's got a young family. He just, he was involved in an accident and four people died and he shouldn't have his life ruined. But at the end of the day, him breaking the law got four people killed. Killed. And so after, because it's like I said, 110 years is like, that just seems excessive. And then you get to the facts of the case, which the media puts like a little tiny blurb at the very end of the article and they don't even focus on it and they're because they're getting everybody all riled up about the fact that oh this is just unjust 110 years for an accident doesn't make any sense well if you look at the fact that the guy's on the road and he should have never been driving the the 18 wheeler in the first place it makes sense i mean the judge has got a rule based on this even the judge said that hey the way the statute read it's like i had to send some to this this is what the statute called for which sucks. And then on top of that, with the petition, there was the DA was trying to make um, to reduce the sentence, and it was happening today at eleven. So we still haven't had word of what has happened. But <clears throat> like King's statement, he wrote something about how they want to try to consider the sentencing to bring it down to twenty, thirty years, and we don't know if that's going to happen. But um, it's definitely going to be a long decision if they're doing it today. Hopefully, if it's sentence, if the sentence is reduced for a couple years, it's not bad compared to 110. is a lot. But if it's reduced to maybe 80 years or something like that, I don't, I mean, it still goes, it's still correct the fact he's breaking the law and obviously kill, um, 
kill those four people. But 20 or 30 years, do you think it's fair for him to get those 20, 30 years if they make that happen? I mean, quite frankly, as an American, it, it kind of ticks me off because the guy broke the law. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the fact that he got his CDL license, I mean, I'm just making the assumption that he passed it fraudulently because he shouldn't have been driving in the first place because if he can't read, write, or speak English, it's, it's impossible for him to pass that test and even know what he's doing. So either somebody sat there with him and pointed out what to, what to select and the answers, or they just completely took the test for him, which that does happen. But the reality is he broke the law. He willingly broke the law and he got four people killed. So it's like you got four lives that are wrecked. And then all the people that are connected to the people that he killed that are now missing their, their loved ones. Was there other people that were injured in the accident too? There, there a was definitely a lot injured. And I remember seeing in an article, one of the hospitals says we were treating a lot of patients that were So it wasn't hurt. just he got four people killed. I think it was like ten, nine or ten people I think that were injured Correct. that he crashed into as well. And so he caused a lot of pain and suffering for a lot of people out of his own incumbents and stupidity and dishonesty. So, I, I mean, 110 years, is that fair? I mean... He ended four people's lives, and you know I don't know about the injuries of the people that survived, but the guy was a danger to people. He obviously didn't care, didn't think through the consequences. You could say he was young or whatever, but he shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have been on the road. And you know we're a nation of laws, and if people don't respect the law and don't follow laws, then then you end up with the anarchy. Then you basically have a situation like the Purge, the Mm -hmm. movies. And on top of that, he the fire, I think, wasn't put out until like 10 p.m. So it took a while for the fire department to put out the fire, which was bad because the traffic, they had to close down the highway. So not just the injuries and the people that were deceased, there are other things that brought, um, like, casu- like not casualties, um, what's the word, brought more damage to it, not just the injuries and not just the disease. The fact is other People couldn't go to work or get home. They had to close the highway, all that kind of stuff. So it was definitely rough. Yeah, I just don't have a lot of sympathy for the dude. Oh, we'll it, see what happens. The statute called for 110 years. We're in nation of laws. It, it is what it is, man. I mean, I do feel the his first sympathy. Place. I feel his sympathy. I feel bad for him. Yeah. I feel bad for his wife and his kid. But you know, what about all the people he killed and injured? And they're going to have those injuries for life. That's true. And there's like celebrities and other people that are trying to who obviously don't, probably don't know all the facts of the case. They don't understand the statute. They don't re- really look into why the guy got 110 years. They just because the media is all focused on riling people up and getting them all excited, and you got all these people lining up to sign petitions, and it's like they don't know the facts of the case. And this is the thing that really pisses me off about the media is like they they do this stuff constantly. They get everybody mad and upset, and then people are mad and upset at, at things that didn't happen. Or things that are just a complete misrepresentation of the truth. 